some of the work I was called up into this well nerdism <laughs> but still lord of the oceans the seas above below uh, my knowledge of my things i'm letting go now uh, some of which most of which are archived but i can get back into it uh, crank it up for civil defense measures life-saving issues of my own life um What's even more top secret um, is this line, uh, the diagram from the Royal Navy, the my original master copy of the RMS Royal Mail Service, the Titanic mail route line. Uh, it's about a hundred years old, which I want to release for defence reasons, um, because in the old days you still have to dive down to the wire. And just like spark it in and, and listening. Uh, there are locations, uh, I guess we should, some of which are blowing right now. Which, what happened was that I proved that the bubble effect that I was being uh, enveloped in by the enemy while I was attempting to transmit outside to connect with satellites and back to America and Canada and coordinate with American forces in the field, assassination of the most wanted terrorists in the world at the time, the guy who plotted and planned 9-1-1, the Twin Towers um, aviation catastrophe, act of terrorism. Then, having my own so-called allies conducting a game within a game, uh moving on me. So I managed to get past it by delving into my grid. Uh, and I hold no one but the enemy responsible for the dangers and the damage that they caused with their invaders from what's Obviously, facade of a 
nation status. But I will do business in, them in certain ways according to my life experience and what I think I want to do. And what's worth saving and what's not. Um, and this leads to the bigger point is all the intelligence, all the things. Um, I want it blown. You can see the proof of that now. There are ground infrastructure, Pine Gap, on blown. Uh, there are relay stations. This is needs U.S. Um, Mac, U.S. Army Air Corps engineers to come and blow these relays and parks and things like that because I'm not leaving anything to the enemy or any technology that can be stolen, sold or cloned, reverse engineered to imitate a U.S. signature especially when I have the only, only above NASA, but below NORAD, access in the world level. With SOA, NOAA's opposite, subsea, oceanic, acoustic, array. Um, and this is line 21, getting blown. There are about, there's one of them, which is big enough to blow up like a city the size of Sydney, the nuclear explosions. I don't know where it is, but the blinker going off tells me somewhere in Australia. And you brought it by yourself, you know what's name, you want to be um, crusaders against your own queens like um, investigator, uh, a family missionary, and a lot of things that I don't want to like uh, publicize more than you put a sense of uh, distrust, which I don't think I will ever let America forget. That's Henry Ford, Tupano, or whatever, just me, little techno. Um, this is not a nation I wanted to business with or even militarily see around, because I don't feel safe, even now. Uh, it's only because I'm the best fighter in in the street, and <laughs> they're not here. Tonight on Aurora Fort Radio, we go back in time, Aurora, and we talk about the father of revolution himself, the great Vladimir Lenin, and the beginnings. Before I teach to you about Chairman Mao and the Long March, and before we talk about great revolutionaries like Che Guevara and the Castro brothers, and other great leaders of Sticking it up, the American capitalists. I will talk to you about Vladimir Lenin. This is Pravda Southern Command. <laughs> to all my mama girls. And we're going to stick it up, the capitalists, this week. Um, Vladimir Lenin, also called Vladimir Ilyich Lenin, original name Vladimir Ulanov, was born in on April the 10th, 1870, in Simbursk in Russia. And he died in January 20, not 21st, 1924, in Gorky, in Gorky Park, near Moscow, founder of the Russian, he was the founder of the Russian Communist Party, the Bolsheviks, inspirer and leader of the Bolshevik Revolution in 1917, Krasny October, and the architect, builder, and the first head of the Soviet state. He was a founder of the organization known as Comintern, Communist International, which I would like to lead one day, International Communist, and the posthumous source of Leninism. 
The doctrine codified and conjoined with Karl Marx's works by Lenin's successors to form Marxism-Leninism, which became the communist worldview. Uh, today I'm just going to limit uh, my readings to the early years of Vladimir Lenin and particularly focus on the events in his childhood which were going to shape the revolution that he became. If the Bolshevik Revolution is, as some people call it, the most significant political event of the 20th century, then Vladimir Lenin must be, for good or ill, regarded as the century's most significant political leader. Not only in the scholarly circles of the former Soviet Union, but even amongst many of the greatest non-communist scholars, would he be regarded as one of the greatest revolutionary leaders and revolutionary statesmen in history, as well as the greatest revolutionary thinker since Karl Marx himself, his great friend. Uh, the makings of a revolutionary. It is difficult to identify any particular events in his childhood that may pre-configure pre- pre- his turn into the path of a professional revolutionary. Vladimir Yunov was born in Simbursk, which was named Yunov Ulnanov in his honor. He adopted the pseudonym Lenin during his exile and clandestine party work, party work in Siberia. He was the third of six children born into a close-knit and happy family of highly educated and cultured parents. His mother was the daughter of a physician, while his father, although the son of a serf, became a school teacher and, run to the, and rose to the position of inspector of schools. Lenin was intellectually gifted, physically strong, and reared in a warm, loving home, and from an early age displayed a voracious vocation for passion for learning. He graduated from high school first in his class. He spoke Latin, wrote in Greek, uh, and seemed destined for the life of a classical scholar. When 16, uh, however, he exhibited the first signs of future rebellion by turning to atheism, which in uh, Romanov Russia was a big thing. Despite the comfortable circumstances of their bringing, uh, all of the Yulianov children reached the revolutionary movement. This was not an uncommon phenomenon in Tsarist Russia, where even the highly educated and, and cultured, um, I guess, intelligentsia, so the uh, bureaucracy, you might say, were denied elementary civil and political rights by the, by the Romanov family and the noble, noble class. Um, two events which shaped his future, uh, communist um, and Bolshevik, uh, ideologies were firstly his father was threatened before his untimely death with premature retirement by a reactionary government that had gone fearful of the spirit of public education. Uh, so controlling the amount of education or the flow of communication or knowledge available to the lower classes was I guess that fear of the ruling classes. And secondly his his oldest brother Alexander uh, at the a student at the University of Saint Petersburg, was hanged for conspiring with a revolutionary terrorist group, who were plotting to assassinate the Emperor Alexander III. So suddenly, at age seventeen, Vladimir Lenin became the head of the head of the family, and part of a family that was now stigmatized as being um, state criminals and revolutionaries, terrorists, planning to kill the the Emperor. Uh, fortunately, the income from his mother's pension and their inheritances kept the family comfortable. But Vladimir's mom and his kids and his siblings 
or frequently imprisoned. Um, however, his high school principal did not turk, turn his back on the family, on the criminal's family, um, and he wrote a character reference that allowed his admission into university. So he enrolled in the Faculty of Law at Kazan University, um, but was expelled within three months of being participating in a school, illegal school assembly. So he's trying to form a union movement of, of students, and again, you know, being thinking of his time uh, as as uh, as a member of the Ford family, and you know, also counted as founders of the union movement. I I I feel for Comrade Lenin and his desire to have a union and uh, student assembly. So he was arrested, banished from university and sent to his grandfather's estate in the village of Koshinko, where his older sister Anna was already in exile. Um, so during this period of enforced idleness, he met exiled revolutionaries of the older generation and read revolutionary political literature especially Karl Marx's Das Kapital. <laughs> he became a Marxist in 89, so a sworn member of the Marxist party. Uh, and the next bit I'll read is the formation of a revolutionary party and uh, the beginnings of what would be the greatest political movement since uh, we granted our workers' power in the Ford factory. Big mistake on Rangari. <laughs>